Colonial Woods Missionary Church presents Keys to Confident Living. Woods, how are we doing this morning? Awesome. It's great, to have you, it's great to have you guys here this morning. My name is Cody Arns, also known as Intern Cody. I have had the opportunity to be here the last seven months here at Colonial Woods, working in the area of student ministry. So before I start this morning, I just want to say a couple things about me, just to let you know who I am a little bit more. So I'm from a very, very small town um, just south of Fort Wayne, Indiana, a little over four hours from here. Um, at the beginning of May, I had the opportunity to graduate from Huntington University, like you heard in the video, um, in the major of youth ministry. Also at Huntington, I had the opportunity to run cross country and track. And I know some of you are thinking, how can you enjoy running? Running is awful. That is the worst thing ever. But yeah, absolutely. Well, not in my watch because I like running a lot. So if you've seen a short, blonde-headed kid around the area in the last seven months uh, running, it was probably me. So again, I just really, really enjoy running. On the screen behind me will be a picture of my family. I just absolutely so thankful for my parents who are actually here today. My brother, his wife, my grandma are also here today as well. Um, so I have an older brother and sister. They are both married, and I'm just so, again, thankful for them, for my family so I hate to bring this up, but 2020 was a hard year for all of us. And I can say even for myself, summer of 2020 was one of the lowest moments of my life that I've ever went through. I was going through a lot of anxiety and stress and worry, and I was not handling it correctly in the right ways that I should have and that I could have. I was hiding this anxiety and stresses from my parents, but ultimately hiding it from God. I was not hiding it. I was not handling it in the right ways that I should have. I think in this situation in my life, and in so many situations in my life, and I think that's the same for all of us, we can often not have the correct or right response that we actually should when we're facing difficult things. But here's the thing. I believe that whatever we face, whatever we face in this life, we can still seek, we can still surrender, and we can still sing to our God anyway. No matter what we face, we can still seek, we can still surrender, and we can still sing to our God anyway. So I just have a question for us this morning. And when I say us, I mean myself included, because if I reflect back to my summer of 2020, that time in my life, I was not handling what I was going through in the proper way or the proper response. So the question is this, how do, we, how do we typically respond when we are facing hard things? How do we typically respond when we are facing hard things? How do we typically respond when that phone call comes from the doctor or from a family member of the diagnosis that we don't know how to respond, what to say? 
when that job doesn't work out in the right way that we thought, it didn't go our way, it wasn't the right thing, it didn't fit maybe what we wanted, how do we respond to that? Maybe you're walking through the death of a loved one. Or maybe for you, kind of like for me in my summer of 2020, you're going through maybe crippling anxiety or depression. For me, this is one of my lowest points. And I knew this internship would be pretty hard. It would be pretty difficult. And I can for sure say that. It was definitely for sure pretty difficult. But I honestly do not know what gave me more anxiety. Being called into Pastor Phil's office that first time or the anxiety that came from the summer of 2020. I honestly do not know what gave me more anxiety because honestly, like the picture on the screen, if you've been in his office before, there is eyes everywhere staring right at you. And I just, that's kind of creepy. It's like, you're in this area. They're still watching you. They're in this area. They're everywhere. But in all seriousness though, it's kind of cool though, honestly. Honestly, it's kind of cool. Pretty cool. But in all seriousness though, this point in my life for me, summer of 2020, for sure is one of my lowest. With these struggles of the typical responses that maybe we have, like I kind of had in my summer of 2020, which wasn't a good response, until God woke me up to the realization that I can sing, seek, and surrender to Him no matter what I'm going through. I think a typical response is to push away or to even forget about who our God is, what His Word says about who He is, and also what his word says about who we are, how our identity is found in him. Our identity is found in Christ, not what the world says, not what the enemy says, not what our own mind a lot of times says, what our identity is found in him or found in. Our identity is found in Christ. And a lot of times when we're not sure how to respond or what to do, we can often say, I'm just going to sit in it. I can't do anything about it. I'm just going to push it down, act like it's not there, not sure what to do with it. But we can have an even though I will response. Whatever we face, we can have an even though I will response. Do you have an even though I will response in our lifestyle? Do we have an even though I will response lifestyle? And you're probably thinking, Cody, what is this even though I will you're talking about? I think it's saying that even though this thing is happening, yes, it is difficult, and it is real, and it exists. It's not sweeping it under the rug or saying it's not there. It's not God saying, oh, it doesn't exist or it's not there. It's saying even though this is happening because we're going to face tribulation, trial, and hard things in this life. It's just going to come. Things are going to happen. And it's not saying they're not there. But it's saying we're not going to do the typical response of just shoving it down listening to the lies of the enemy or our, own, or our own head or what the world says, I will and I can have a different response to what I'm going through. Not in my own power, not in my own strength, but because we know the God that is right there in the midst of what we're going through, through it all. We can have a different response. And it's not about shrinking the magnitude or how big our situation is. It's not shrinking that, again, saying it doesn't exist, it's not there, it's saying, oh, we know this is here. This is definitely here. But we know the God that is over those things and bigger those things, he is right there in the midst of those things with us through it all. 
So would you turn with me to Acts chapter 16, Acts chapter 16 this morning. I'll be in the ESV version in verses 22 to 31. So kind of as you're turning there, a little bit of background with this context is Paul and Silas were on this journey preaching the gospel, being led by the Spirit as to where they should go. And they run into this slave girl named Lydia. And it's evident and apparent because she's drawn attention to them and chaos and stuff like that is happening. Paul and Silas notice this, she's, she's filled with the evil spirit. So then Paul, like we see in verse 18, says, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. So the owners of this slave girl were not very, very happy about this. They were not happy whatsoever about this because like it says in verse 19, they saw that their hope of gain was gone. So they were not happy with Paul and Silas. And then Paul and Silas are beaten, bound in chains, and thrown into prison like we're about to read about, starting in verse 22. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates tore the garments off them and gave orders to beat them with rods. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. I'm just going to stop right there and say, I was a college student. I was and I still am a night owl. How many of you are night owls out there? Night owls? Yeah, quite a few of you out there. I used to, and I still do. I mean, I've, I've kind of had to fix this a little bit, okay? Because over the last seven months, things are busy. Things are tiring. Getting a real job and like, like being full-time and like things are busy. So you got to go to bed a little bit earlier. It's a little bit difficult trying to stay up till 2, 3 a.m. like I did my sophomore year eating Cheez-Its and popcorn at 2, 3 a.m. My cross-country coach was not very happy about that, but he doesn't have to know about that. So that was definitely not the smartest idea I had sophomore year of staying up that late. And things have had to change a little bit over this internship. Some of the interns can attest to that as well. Things have had to change a little bit. But even as I've tried to go to bed a little bit earlier, around that 11, 11.30, midnight, as I've tried to, tried to, I find myself a lot of times tossing and turning at that time, still at night. I'm worried about things of the past, things in the present, even the future, not knowing what's going to happen. I'm worried about past things or future things or current things, what's going to happen. But ultimately, God helps me to realize that it's time to stop just sitting in it and just time to just to give it to him. A lot of times, I don't have the response about midnight Paul and Silas had when they were physically beaten and bound and changed and thrown into prison. They were still praying and singing hymns to God. I wish I could do that no matter what I'm facing, going through what's on my mind. And I pray that we can do that as well, no matter what time of the day. Verse 26, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that the prisoners had escaped. I also want to stop there too and say, the jailer just woke up, 
So he missed these kind of crazy things just happening, like this, this miracle, this powerful thing that God just did, of verse 26 saying, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bonds were unfastened. This crazy thing that the jailer just missed, how often true is that out of our lives? We think we're out for the count or God can't work in our life or in our situation or whatever it may be we're going through because maybe we miss something. No, I believe in the God that is all-powerful and capable of doing anything. And we'll see just in a moment how he still worked in the life of the jailer and his household. Verse 28, But Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for lights and rushed in. And trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus. You will be saved, you and your household. God worked in that jailer's life. Even though he maybe missed something for a moment, God still was working. He had different plans. I love the response of, of worship of Paul and Silas, how it impacted their perspective of what they were doing in their lives at the time, what they're going through, but also those that were around them as well. Verse 25, the prisoners listening, and also in verse 31, the jailer and his household being saved. I want to have a life that says, even though I'm going through something, because hard things are going to be there. Hard things are going to happen. Even though this is happening, it exists and it's real. But I will and I can have a different response. I believe the response of Paul and Silas was, yes, we are in a trial, and it's a big one of being physically beaten and bound and thrown into prison. Yes, it is big, but it is not bigger than our God. Whatever your valley is today, walking into here, whatever your valley is today, you can say maybe it is big, but it is not bigger than my God. It is not bigger than my God because what's big to us is still small to our God. Wow. What's big to us is still small to our God. I believe there even though is this. Even though this is not what we would have wanted, desired, pictured, it's our reality. And we can seek, surrender, and sing to our God anyway, like Paul and Silas did. And we can as well in what we go through. If there was an even though I will situation, I really believe it was Paul and Silas. So in our, in our valley moments, what is our response? In our valley moments, what is our response? I think a bigger, a bigger question is actually, what is your response to the valley? Think about for you personally, what your valley might be for you this morning as you, as you come in and the chaos of everything happening and just where you're at right now in your life. What is your, what is your valley for you personally right now? Over the course of this, over this time this morning, I've kind of went through and mentioned these three responses that we can have in our valleys. And I would like to unpack those a little bit more. So the first one is, even though I am in a valley, I will seek God. Even though I'm in a valley, I will seek God. So Paul and Silas were seeking God, even like before we kind of got into these, these verses. On their journey, they were seeking God as to where they should be and where, should they, where should they should go, being led by the Spirit. But also in verse 25, they were seeking God 
by coming to him first, not letting their worship depend on if it's good or not of their situation, but they came to him anyway. They were seeking God anyway. The next one is, even though I'm in a valley, I will surrender to God. I will seek God, and I will surrender to God. So you also had this idea of um, surrendering to God also in verse 25, Paul and Silas did, as they were seeking God, surrendering themselves to him by praying and singing hymns, but also something that kind of stands out in verse 31 that we talked about. And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. So when we accept Christ in our heart and lives, it's yes, believe in the Lord Jesus, but it's this idea of fully, truly surrendering ourselves to him. Pastor Todd and Pastor Katie did a message here about a month ago. Pastor Todd said something that really stood out to me. Surrender is not just a one-time thing when you're saved. It's a everyday thing. It can be an everyday thing. So yes, in the midst of what we're going through, we can surrender our difficulties to God, but also when the day gets started, I struggle with this one so much. But when our day gets started saying, God, use me today, I surrender my day and myself to you. Use me for your cause, your purpose, your will, and your ways today, that daily surrender. And the third one is, even though I'm in a valley, I will sing to God. Seek God, surrender to God, and sing to God. So we see this in verse 25 of them praying and singing hymns to God. But I know for me personally, worship through song is such a powerful way for me in growing in my personal faith walk, faith journey. I love just worship through song and singing. So powerful. I've had a couple of opportunities to be able to sing on the worship team here. I've enjoyed that so much. And if some of you don't know me very well, there's actually something kind of weird and different about me that would be kind of surprising if you just first met me. I actually kind of like some Christian metal music. It's, if you first met me and saw my kind of like quiet side, like you'd know, like, oh, it's very, very surprising. But if you know me more personally, like some of the interns, they'd be like, yeah, it's not surprising at all. So for your enjoyment purposes, this one particular song that I have loved being able to listen to and dance to, someone got me on video. So for your enjoyment purposes, go ahead and watch this video. You know, I could have been a professional dancer, but people said no, so. <laughs> and you're probably thinking, like, I can't understand a thing they're saying. What are they saying? How can you like that stuff? But this is kind of a side note. Something that really stands out to me, even in that song, is the enemy doesn't define who I am. You're kind of hearing the words, who I am, a little bit. 
The enemy doesn't define who I am. The world doesn't define who I am. My identity is found, our identity is found in Christ. Kind of just a side, a side thing that kind of stands out to me in that song. And as we're speaking of music, there's actually been one song over this internship the last couple months that God's really used in my life personally. Even if I am stressed so much or anxious so much, every time I hear this song, the attention goes to God. Again, it's not saying this is not real, what I'm going through. It doesn't exist. It's not saying it's not there. It's saying Jesus over everything is what the name of the song is called. Jesus over everything by the Belonging Co. If you guys want to, you can close your eyes if you want to, but just let this be between you and the Lord right now. I just want to lead, I just want to read some of these lyrics over you this morning. Let it be true with what you're going through this morning as you walk in, of maybe what your valley is. I just wanted to read some of these lyrics to you. It says this, Over fear, over shame, over all anxiety, over troubles and all pain, over sickness and disease, for he reigns on the throne, all praise to him alone, one name over everything. Over death and all sin, over hell, over the grave, darkness bows, demons flee at the mention of his name. For he reigns on the throne, all praise to him alone, one name over everything. Man, I'm so thankful that the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. That name, he is over everything, over all these things and so much more, whatever it is we're going through. Because even these crazy things, these crazy huge things that maybe we're going through today, fear, shame, anxiety, troubles, pain, sickness, disease, death, sin, hell, grave. Those sound like some pretty big things to me. But the name of Jesus is over all those things and so much more, everything. And no matter what it is we're going through, we can still seek surrender, and sing to our God because there's one name over everything. The one that is still on the throne and will never be kicked off. The one we can trust in no matter what it is we're going through because the same God that is with us on the mountaintops is the same one that is with us in our valleys. We can trust in the one name above all names. So you've probably been thinking, what is this even though I will concept. Like, where'd you get it from? Well, if you've been thinking that, like, maybe it sounds familiar. Well, it actually comes from Psalms 23. So if you want to turn with me to Psalms 23 this morning, you don't have to. I'll just go ahead and read it. Psalm 23, ESV version. It says this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. This is the part I want us to really focus on this morning, this even though I will concept. Just let it speak to you this morning, whatever, whatever that means for you this morning. Verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Even if our even though might be the value of the shadow of death, or being physically beaten, bound in chains, and thrown into jail, we can still seek, we can still surrender, and we can still sing to our God because he is over everything. We can still seek, we can still surrender, we can still sing to our God anyway. Because even though we may be walking through it, he's right there with us. He'll never leave or forsake us. We can trust in him through it all. So, are we going to live every day with an even though I will approach lifestyle? Are we going to live every day with an even though I will approach lifestyle? As we close, I just want you guys to just close your eyes. Just all distractions aside, wherever you're at this morning, let this be, let this be between you and the Lord. Again, all distractions aside, just let this be between you and the Lord. I just want to read Psalm 23, verse 4 again. Let it meet you and hit you where you're at this morning. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you that you are with us. You are always with us. We can rest in who you are, what your word says about who you are, and who you say we are. It's not about what the enemy says about who we are or what the world says or what our own mind thinks a lot of times. It's, no, we have an identity in you. You desire for us, God. No matter what we're coming, no matter what we're going through, we can still seek, we can still surrender, and still sing to God anyway. Life can be absolutely crazy, Lord. Um, but no matter what comes our way, in the midst of it all, whatever our even though is, no matter how small or how big it may be, even if it's as far as walking through the valley of shadow death or losing a job or going through anxiety, depression, or got that phone call or the, the job didn't work out, whatever it may be, or even if it's being thrown to prison, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we face, help us to still seek surrender and sing to you anyway. Lord God, I thank you for this day. Go with us as we go from here. Pray this all in your name. Amen. Would you thank Cody for sharing the word of God this morning? Great job, Cody.
I have to admit, when he was in there doing the dance moves and the metal music, it reminded me a lot of myself in my office. Hope you've been encouraged this morning. Encouraged by the Word of God. Did a fine job just breaking that apart. Hope you've been encouraged in what God is doing. I gotta be honest, sometimes during the announcement times, it's for me, yeah, it's okay, it's information, but I, I had so much fun watching about the investment in these young men and what, what's been going on in their lives. I get to see it a little more. But it, for me, it's like, man, that's, that's awesome. We get to invest in the kingdom. Then seeing all those children and all the fun of VBS, man, God's doing some cool stuff. And if God's doing those cool things, He can do that cool thing in your life too. Would you stand with me? Turn to a few people and say, I am so glad I got to be with you today in church. Have a great day. God bless you as you go. Colonial Woods Missionary Church presents Keys to Confident Living.